Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Romans in chapter 7, looking at verse 13. Paul is asking, will ask, uh, did the law, which is good, cause my doom? So he's going to ask and answer that question in verse 13. So let's listen to Romans 7 verse 13, read from New Living Translation. But how can that be? Did the law, which is good, cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. Again, that's Romans chapter 7, verse 13, read from New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Romans chapter 7, verse 13, read from New Living Translation. And forgive me if my voice sounds tired. I have been teaching, subbing in the classroom, so I do a lot of talking today. <laughs> uh, elementary kids. But anyway, um, Paul asks the question, did the law, which is good, cause my doom? Or as it re- reads in New Living Translation, but how can that be? Did the law, which is good, cause my death? And of course, the answer is no. Uh, the law was given by God. It tells us what God desires of us, and it is good. It is sin, not the law, that brings death. And um, it is only through the law that we can see how terrible sin really is. Again, just think about laws that we face every day, traffic laws. You know, just something as simple as traffic laws can save people's lives. Sin uses God's good commandments to produce a death in people because people cannot keep the law in their own strength. And speaking of like traffic laws, that stop sign, the red light, that so many people are rushing through could be the death of them or someone else. And I mean, that's just my simplistic way of thinking this through for myself. But uh, by using the commandments as instruments of death, sin reveals itself in all its ugliness. And that was from Life Application Study Bible. Okay, so now from Enduring Word, it says that sin that it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good. Through uh, Though the law provokes our sin nature, 
This can be used for good because it more dra dramatically exposes our deep sinfulness. After all, if sin can use something as good as the law to its advantage in promoting evil, it shows how evil sin is. And that gives you um, pause to think about that. If sin can use something as good as the law to its advantage in promoting evil, it shows how evil sin is. And we see that today everywhere, <laughs> that uh, the law is being perverted and changed so that it's it's not... Um, Okay, let me get off of that political. I'm not going to be political. Anyway, we need sin to appear sin because it always wants to hide in us and conceal its true depths and strengths. This is one of the most deplorable results of sin. In verse uh, 12, Paul told, uh, told us that sin deceives us and now it causes death because it hides it, again, it's deceiving. It hides in us and conceals its true depth. And it makes it uh, deplorable. It injures us by taking from us the capacity to know how much we are injured. It undermines the man's constitution and yet leads him to boast of unfailing health. It beggars him and tells him he is rich it strips him and makes him glory in his fancied robes. And all of that was by Spurgeon. The law, therefore, is the grand instrument in the hands of a faithful minister to alarm and awaken sinners. And that's from Clark. So sin, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Sin becomes more sinful in light of the law in two ways. First, sin becomes exceedingly sinful in contrast to the law. And then secondly, sin becomes exceedingly sinful because the law provokes its evil nature. Instead of being a dynamo that gives us power to overcome, the law is a magnet that draws out of us all kinds of sin and corruption. And that's from Warren uh, Wearsby. I'm not sure if it's Warren or not, but it's from Wearsby. And um, exceeding, exceedingly sinful. It says that um, it uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. We, we didn't say exceedingly horrible, exceedingly dangerous, because... The, um, the strongest word for sin in the world as bad as sin is to use the word itself, sin. And Paul says in some of the other translations, and I'll read it from, um, from let's see, one of the translations I read and I highlighted. It says sin, this is from the uh, New in International, today's New International Version. And this is verse, uh, the latter part of verse 13. So that through the commandment, sin 
might become utterly sinful. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we study your word. We thank you for commentaries that help us to understand your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that opens up the, uh, our understanding so that we can receive your word. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you that uh, Paul is pointing out to us that um, we all have that sin nature that we have to fight every day. So we thank you for um, your Holy Spirit, which shows us if we allow him when we're going the wrong way so that we don't have to uh, fall victim to sin. Even as uh, Paul told us earlier that sin deceives us as Eve was deceived in the garden. So Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that uh, if we allow him to lead us, he will. He will guide, he will lead. We thank you. Thank you for your son who died for our sins. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. Praying for those who are making a decision on whether to follow Christ. We're praying, God, that the Holy Spirit convicts and shows them and uh, prepares their heart to receive. In the name of Jesus, praying for those who need you in a special way. We have a funeral of a young man at our church on tomorrow. Praying for that family, Father praying for all whose lives he's touched because listening to the um, tribute that they gave him in Washington, D.C., he touched so many lives. So, God, we're praying. We're praying mightily for that family. And not just for that family, but for grieving mothers and fathers and grandparents and relatives all over the world, especially in the household of faith. Give them peace and comfort as only you can. Comfort their hearts as only you can. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.